What's going on, guys? This is Paul Cooley, and welcome to another episode of King's Code Radio. We are going to do something a little bit different today. We're actually going to transition over to a previous recording of a message I delivered to a group of people uh, on the topic of what I call the Eden Strategy. And you'll know that the Eden Strategy is part of the King's Code success map. This is so critically important as we are in the production business. We are to produce much fruit, and it's one thing to be able to produce something either in our walk with God, in our marriage, with our family, in business, and even our health, but it is a whole other thing to be able to maintain that uh, to where it's continuing, those results continue, and we continue to reap the the reward and the fruit of that. So we're going to transition over to this message. We're going to start about a quarter of the way through uh, to this message, but definitely get your pen and paper. This is stuff that you can implement and use today. So enjoy, guys, and feel free to leave likes, comments after this, and let me know what you think. I'm going to give you three principles in the Bible that you will be able to implement starting today that I believe is really going to help you. And this is just a sliver of some of the stuff that we talked about at King Camp. So I'm giving you a sliver of just that. If you would, actually, let's do this. You guys know it. You can turn there if you'd like. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. In verse 28, we're going to find our principles. And I've preached on on this in many different ways, but this is going to be a little bit different. There's some things I want you to grab a hold of, so hopefully you have your pen and paper, and if not, I guess you can listen to a recording later on, but this is going to be valuable information for you. The first principle that we find is God said to go be fruitful. And I like this because God seems to have this thing about creating something. God is a creator, right? He created the heavens and the earth. We know this. And I found it kind of, uh, just kind of a cool little side note that in Deuteronomy 8.18, it says that he has given us the power to create wealth. And then it says in Ephesians 5.1, in fact, I have it in front of me, in the Amplified, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. Now, Immediately, the picture that I have in my mind is, you know, maybe there's a, a dad, you know, working on a deck or something. He's got his hammer, he's got his saws and nails and all this. And then you got the little boy coming out with his plastic toolbox, with his plastic hammer and plastic saw. And he's just, you know, he's, he's doing which, what he's seen his father do. And that is what we're supposed to do. And the very first example we see of God in the beginning, he created. And our job is to go co-create with him. Everything we're doing, we're doing in unity with him, saying, God, what what do we want to do today? What what do we want to create today? Let's go do something to bring you honor, to bring you glory, to advance the kingdom, to touch lives. What are we going to do? That's how our walk should be. But now, even going a step further, John 15 You guys should probably know this very well by now, but it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. 
Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit." So shall you be my disciples. There's so many cool things and so many cool directions we could go in that. But the main thing I want to point out is it says that we are to, pro- we are to produce much fruit. And it says that multiple times. Not rotten fruit, not bitter fruit, not little fruit, much fruit. We are to produce much fruit. Now, we could say, well, what's fruit? And some may say, well, that's the fruit of the Spirit. Which can, in and of itself, be true. Absolutely. It, it should be those things. But I think it's limiting to say it's just the fruit of the Spirit. Because ultimately, we are to produce much fruit, and that ultimately is results. So think about this. What is the fruit? If I am producing love, joy, peace, patience, all those things, that is a result of the Holy Spirit moving through me. Moving through you. It's a result. If I have those things, and then the result should be, Holy Spirit moving through me, result, and I can go to Ray, and I can give him a chunk of uh, uh, joy, not that he needs it, but, you know, joy, and he could be, he, he's good. It's a result. Every time that we see Jesus do something, he produced fruit. He produced results. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. He's saying, hey, look at the results of their life. Look at the fruit that they're producing in their life. We are fruit producers. But now it's time to examine that on a little deeper level and say, well, what exactly does that look like? How do I know when I'm not producing today like I was yesterday? Am I even paying attention or not? Because if now I'm supposed to produce results, if I'm, and, and this, is not, this is not me trying to produce results, just like the fruit of the Spirit is not. It's the Holy Spirit moving through you to produce a result. When you pray for somebody, there should be a result. When God gives a word, there should be a result. Does that make sense? There should be a result. Because if there's not a result, then it's just kind of dead. And this is not, uh, just for anyone who might go there, this is not about works-based stuff. This is not about, oh, my salvation, I need to work for my salvation. Not at all. This is about because I am saved, because I have salvation, I will produce fruit of that salvation. So don't get it twisted. Don't get it confused. It's because Jesus living inside of me, because Jesus living inside of you, there should be fruit. And if there's not, and if it's rotten, and it's bitter, and it's nasty, it means there's some serious flesh in the way. There's some serious issues in the way. Because that's not being produced by the Lord. Something's get twisted that all up. So we are to produce 
much fruit. It even says uh, in verse uh, five, without me, you can do nothing. So you can try to produce some fruit on your own, but it's not going to be good. No one's going to want that fruit. Think about this. If I'm a Christian and I'm telling people that I work with, yeah, I'm a Christian, I go to church and you should come to church, but I'm a jerk the whole week. What kind of result, what kind of fruit am I producing? It's almost better that I just shut up and don't say anything. What kind of fruit is the Holy Spirit producing through you? Now, we take that a little bit deeper, and we look at Shamgar, what we just read about. He produced a result, allowing the Lord to move through him, produced a result, and it delivered Israel. So that's why I'm saying it goes above and beyond just the fruit of the Spirit. It goes above and beyond just that. It is always, oh, it's never void of that. It's always very much present. The characters of Christ should always be through those things. But if you're producing results that's void of the characters of Christ, then you're probably doing it in your own flesh. So I want to make sure we're clear there. Now, because of that, I need to be able to examine myself and go, okay, in this first thing, I need to produce. I should be producing. I am, if I am truly hooked up with the source, with the true vine, which is Jesus, and I'm saying I am a Christian and I will abide, the result, the evidence is the fruit, the result of my relationship with Jesus. So I should be asking myself, okay, am I walking in love? Am I walking in the fruit of the Spirit? Because that's, that's a great starting point right there. Because <laughs> if you're not walking in the fruit of the Spirit, we have issues already. But then you take another step back and go, okay, am I producing results? What about the people that I see on a daily basis, whether it's in my family, whether it's at work, maybe the guy at the gas station? What fruit is being produced there? Am I just like everyone else where it's, oh, they're so-and-so, and yeah, you know, whatever, and I'm just another guy that pulls up and gets gas at the gas station? Or is it, hey, there's so-and-so. I can't wait to talk to him because there's, Waylon gave a testimony, uh, was that last week, I think, about your encounter with a guy at the gym? There was fruit there. There was a result there. You made yourself available, and despite maybe not having the greatest workout, you still made yourself available, and you were able to plant seeds in that man which is absolutely awesome. And that should, be a, that should be a normal occurrence wherever we go. We should be touching lives, planting seeds, producing fruit. People should leave better off. They should, when, when you have an encounter with somebody, they should be better than they were before you had that encounter because Jesus is in you. If that other person feels drained, <laughs> might not be the best fruit being produced then. So you got to ask yourself, quite. you got to examine yourself. Okay, what is the fruit that I am producing? Lord, show me what is the fruit that I am producing and show me maybe what's the fruit that I'm not producing because I am supposed to be, according to John 15, producing fruit. And if you want to produce fruit, you have to stay connected to the source, which is the true vine, which is Jesus. If you look at your life, because it's easy to spiritualize this and go, yes, okay, let me walk in love and let me walk in joy and peace. But when you start to now drill down a little bit more and say, okay, how am I doing this in my marriage? 
What fruit am I producing with my children? What fruit am I producing with my coworkers, with my boss, with my employees, whatever it is? What fruit am I producing? Because now I'm taking this as, this is my responsibility to produce fruit. This is not, I'm not waiting on somebody else to produce fruit and then I'll produce some fruit. I'm not waiting for someone to be nice to me and then I'll be nice to them. I'm not waiting for them to tell me they're a Christian and then I'll talk about Jesus. No, I, if you know who you are in Christ, you know I'm going to produce fruit no matter what. And if someone doesn't like it, well, oh well. But you're living on purpose and you're living for the Lord and you're keeping your eyes on him. That's what it's about. So and what? Let's take it one step deeper. And I would, I would really recommend, if you've got notes, answer you this question, or at least write the question down and come back later, if, this is, if these questions are relevant for you. How am I producing fruit inside of my marriage? How am I producing fruit? Not you, Anderson. How am I producing fruit... <laughs> With my siblings. There you go. You like that one. How am I producing fruit with my kids, with my parents, with my family? Where am I producing fruit? Or am I saying, I'm not going to produce any fruit until they apologize? Because we do that from time to time. The thing about this fruit is this fruit is not about hoarding the fruit. It is something that you are constantly producing through the Lord, constantly giving out to other people. How am I producing fruit in my job, in the workplace? Is the lifestyle that I'm living right now producing fruit or is it hindering the production of fruit? Because if I'm not going to rise to the occasion and now look at this as my responsibility to stay connected to the source, you've heard it said so many times that so much is at stake. We're going to the September fast. Are we doing that to see fruitless effort? No. There's going to be results because of that. People are going to get saved because of that. We're, we're walking in full expectancy that souls will be saved because of that. Results, fruit. So much is at stake. What if I say, I don't want to produce fruit today. I'm having a bad day today. Trying to get to the beach and cars are going slow. Boy, do I know that one and relate to that one. (laughs) My oldest daughter said, Dad, you're the most patient person I've ever met, except when we go to the beach. Got some work there, I guess. But man, it's so weird. People driving the beach and they're just like, let me slow down and let me just go 40 miles an hour. That's really annoying. But it is an opportunity for me to produce fruit, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. If I, (laughs) some stories that I could tell right now. (laughs) 
because I was at the beach yesterday too, and I had my own experiences yesterday as well, so I need to pray for that one lady that honked at me. I forgot about that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to pray double for today. Don't worry. <laughs> so, on that note, we know we have to produce. Because if I don't continue now to produce... When that, oh, that lady that needs Jesus very badly honks at me for no reason. <laughs> if I'm not maintaining, I could do something that I regret later on. And it's a bad example of Jesus, huh? I pulled that back around. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> we have to maintain, which is step number two in I need to maintain, sustain. This is the multiplying part of things in Genesis now. I need to multiply, which means I need to continue. It's not a one-time production. Hey, I popped out some fruit and I'm good now. No, this is continually multiplying, continually growing. This is a continuous thing where now I need to maintain growth. I need to continue to replenish and, 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 and continue. It's a continuous thing. I can't stress it enough. There you go. It's continuous. It's not... I'm going to do this on Sundays. It's not, I'm going to do this when I feel spiritual. No, this is, I am going to do this all the time because this is a lifestyle because I am saved and because Jesus is in me. This is now my lifestyle. And anything that comes against that, now we're going to have some issues. So in the principle number two is I will, main, I will multiply and replenish, which means I will continue to maintain and stay on course the production of this fruit, of the results through Jesus. It is an extremely frustrating thing to see something that you have produced die. I don't know one person, and many of you uh, have, have either in or have been in a business. You didn't start that business to watch it die. You didn't counsel that person to see them fail. You didn't pray or minister to the people on the line to watch them continue to just fail in life and whatever the issues and devil beating up on them and stuff. No, when you did those things, you expected results, didn't you? And this is why it's so important to maintain. And this is why I believe so many in the, peop the different people in the Bible were good, 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 bad. They failed to maintain and stay on course. They allowed something to get in the way. They allowed something to distract. They allowed something in their life that said, hey, I'm okay. I've been doing good for a long time. I can stand. I don't have to stay in my word as much. I don't have to pray as much because I'm doing good. I'm not feeling any temptations. I'm doing good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip today. I'm going to skip spending time with the Lord today because I'm doing good. And maybe you are and maybe you'll be fine. Maybe. But why would you even want to do a maybe? Because eventually it's going to go downhill and it might just be baby steps. It might just be baby steps. Again, Titus 3, 8 says to maintain the good works. 
What are you doing to maintain the production of fruit in your life? Again, not you producing. This is the Lord producing it through you. But what are you doing to maintain it? What are you doing to make sure that flesh is laying down daily and you're picking up your cross daily? What are you doing? How easy is it to know, oh, I, need to, I need to wake up. I need to get up and spend time with the Lord. How easy is it to say, well, I'll just hit snooze and I'll do it in 30 minutes. <laughs> and, then, and then another 30 minutes go by. And then, oh, it's time to get up and go to work. It's easy. And that's why there's going to be some discipline involved. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you're going to have to do some work to maintain this. But what are you doing to maintain the production of your fruit? Real life example, okay, I want, to, um, I want to produce fruit in my marriage and with my kids. How about that? So I'm going to create and produce the time that makes sure I get quality time and communication happens so I can see a fruitful marriage and relationship with kids rather than the opposite of that. Sounds like a good thing, right? So... I said, okay, I'm going to make sure I go on two date nights a week with my wife, and I'm going to make sure on these certain days, during this certain time, I'm going to spend with my kids. Not that I don't see them any other time, but this is specifically set, a time, set aside to create, to produce. I'm going to produce the time to make sure that happens. Now, it, and, and many of you have done this. You can do that once, you can do that twice, but it's a whole other ballgame to maintain because if I don't make sure that I put it in the calendar, hey, this day, this time, this is happening, guess what? Something else is going to come up, and it always does. But no, sorry, I can stop and say, no, no, I'm, I'm, i I got to maintain, and i got to stay on course. i got to make sure that fruit is, is being produced in these areas. So I'm going to maintain, stay on course. I'm going to maintain, okay, I know I've got a, I've got a bunch of responsibilities, maybe in marriage, in, or um, uh, I did that one, uh, in ministry and different things like that. I need to make sure I'm on top of my game. But I don't, man, okay, I, I started out good, and, and I was praying and reading and worshiping, all this stuff, and now it's really easy because there's that one TV show or there's that one thing or group of friends or whatever it is that, oh, it came up and it got in the way. No, I need to make sure I'm maintaining and doing what it takes to maintain my relationship with the Lord. I, I've got to maintain that. Because if you don't maintain, it's good. you can start. It's just think about New Year's resolutions. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to go to the gym. The gym's annoying at the first of the year because there's so many people. They can show up once or twice. They can even show up for a couple weeks. But then they start. And then it's like, finally, I can move around the gym again. Because they did not maintain. They were serious about it for a little bit. But then when the little bit got hard, they fell off. That's not what we want in our walk with the Lord. There is too much at stake. There are souls that need to be one. There are things that God has called each and every one of you to do individually and as a body, and we need to make sure we're maintaining, staying on course, so we, we don't get slowed down. Things don't get in the way. Things don't get delayed, because we don't like getting delayed. So what are you doing to maintain? You could ask yourself, how am I maintaining the first fruit principle in the morning? 
meaning when I'm devoting the first of my day to the Lord, whether that looks like I'm praying, I'm reading, whatever it is, how, what am I doing to maintain that? Maybe you just got to go to bed earlier so you can wake up earlier. I mean, that's kind of common sense, but yet we struggle with this sometimes. What am I doing to maintain staying connected to the true vine? What am I doing to maintain? What am I doing to maintain quality times with the important relationships that's God, that God has put in my life? Whether it is friends, family, spouse, whatever it is, what are you doing to maintain that? What am I doing to continually maintain and replenish the fruit? Because seasons come and go. There's a lot of different kinds of seasons going on. But we got to make sure we maintain through it all. The last step in this, in Genesis 1.28, is to have dominion. Now, you guys know what this means. You know what this looks like. But I also want to incorporate Genesis 2.15 into this as well. And it says, And the Lord uh, God took man and put him in the garden of Eden and said, Dress it and keep it. So this ties into dominion. This ties into I'm not only going to take charge and take authority over my turf, over my realm, but now I'm going to keep it and dress it, which literally means to keep, guard, watch, have charge, and to protect. I'm going to protect the fruit that God's put in my life. I'm going to protect the responsibilities that God has put in my life. I'm going to protect the things that God has called me to do. I'm going to protect my time with the Lord. I'm going to protect my relationship with spouse. I'm going to protect my relationship with my kids. I'm going to protect it because we all know that there's going to be stuff that's going to come up to try to get in the way of that. I'm going to protect so I can produce, I can maintain, and I can protect. Because if you don't protect it, it's going to be hard to maintain it. And if you don't do those things, you're going to get discouraged in the production of it because, man, I keep trying and it just doesn't last. If you examine your life, you might be in the production part. But what are you doing to maintain that? What are you doing to protect that? It might, be, it might look extreme. It might not. But what are you doing? Maybe instead of, and I'm going to do it again, every time. I always do this. But... Let's take TV as an example. Maybe instead of watching TV every night to unwind, what if, what if, I mean, whoa, this may seem radical, but what if you said, you know, I'm only going to watch one thing once a week? <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> that seems extreme, but you know what I'm doing? I'm saying I'm protecting my time, and that time that's being wasted in front of the TV, I could be doing and, and putting that time into production. I could be spending that time with the Lord. I could be spending that time in the relationships I need to. I could, be, I could be maintaining things. And so I'm setting up boundaries to protect. Does that make sense? Because if you don't protect it, well, we know what happened in the garden. Snake came, huh? And the protection wasn't there. So you can ask yourself this. Just like Shamgar, he said, I will produce a result. I'm going to stand up for what's right, and I'll protect the people. I'll protect the situation. I'll make sure this thing is protected, and my livelihood is protected. Just like that. What are you doing to protect what you have produced? 
How are you protecting it, spiritually or physically? You have a routine, don't you, at night? Don't you go around lock all the doors and close all the windows? In this heat, I don't know why the windows would be open, but, you know, whatever it might be. I mean, don't you have a nightly routine that you do before you go to bed? Maybe. <laughs> and I would assume that it's probably safe to say you also have a spiritual routine, too. I would hope anyway. And if you don't, hey, here you go. Is As you're going around locking up the windows, uh, doors, whatever it might be, are you praying over your house spiritually? Are you taking authority over your turf, over your realm, and saying, I will protect? Not, oh, God, praying over my family right now, and, uh, yeah, let them sleep good. Amen. That's not taking charge over anything. But you're going through and saying, Lord, I'm taking authority over what you have given me, and every foul thing has to go, and nothing can get in, and I'm praying the blood of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's taking authority and saying, I will protect. This is not a game. This is real life. I will protect. So maybe you're saying, I need to, maybe I need to do something a little bit more uh, extreme. Maybe I do need to put some boundaries up. Maybe I need to unplug the TV and the computer for a while so I can focus, so I can produce, maintain, and protect. I've often found that we like to tell ourselves stories. And we like to tell ourselves stories to justify our lack of production. Well, I'm waiting on that one person, and once they do, then I will. I don't have time. I'm working two jobs, working three jobs. I don't have time to pray. And we tell ourselves these stories to justify our lack of production, our lack of maintaining, and our lack of protecting. I'm tired, whatever it is. And we tell ourselves these stories and we kind of feel better about ourselves because like, oh yeah, no, I have a legitimate reason why I'm not doing those things right now. Thanks. And in all reality, all you're doing is telling yourself a lie, which is not good because lies come from the devil. You're imitating the father of lies instead of the father, our heavenly father. Ooh, that would preach too. That'd be good. Write that down, Ray. I'm going to do that sometime. <laughs> it's good. But what are you doing to produce, maintain, and protect? Worship team, come on back up. I'm going to ask you guys to examine yourselves today. And have you told yourself a story? Have you made up an excuse as to why you're not producing, why you're not maintaining, why you're not protecting Is there an area in your life that you realize, wow, I'm not producing it, or I've done a lousy job maintaining, or I've done a lousy job protecting? I need to get with it. If either of those is you, I'd like you to come up to the line and make that right with the Lord. Maybe you need to really get honest with yourself and say, yeah, you know, I've been justifying, this is why I haven't been doing this, and I know I need to. Make that right with the Lord today. Because there really is a whole lot at stake. There really is. So three principles that you can implement starting today. Produce, maintain, and protect. And I would highly recommend 
you review those on a weekly basis. What have I done to, this week to produce in these areas of my life? What have I done this week to maintain? What have I done to protect? Because I'm taking my walk with the Lord seriously. You guys have like amazing promises that the Lord's spoken over you. Amazing calls, amazing plans, amazing purpose that the Lord's placed on each one of you. Wouldn't it be a bummer to look back maybe in 20, 30 years, even 10 years, even five years, and realize I'm not where I should be simply because I did not put in the time to produce, maintain, and protect. That would be disappointing. I'm trying to help you avoid that. Let's all stand. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you implement that. That message was delivered over about a year and a half ago, and I can honestly say I am still implementing this to this day because it works. This is why it's deeply ingrained into not only my life, but what we teach inside of the King's Code. So if you want to find out more, if you're not currently uh, in this movement of the King's Code, I encourage you to find out more at kingscode.org and check out our challenge at kingscodechallenge.com. All right, guys, until next time, God bless, and we'll see you on the next episode.